From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. With this year's hurricane season being very active, the need for charities and volunteers is greater than usual. But along with all the good-natured giving, there are some that want to take advantage of others' misfortune. This morning, we welcome to the program from the Secretary of State's office, Secretary Delbert Hoseman and Assistant Secretary Tanya Weber. They'll let us know how you can check to see if a charity is real. Some of the questions we hope to talk about during the hour, how can you ensure your money is going to the area you want it to? And what do you do if you find out a charity is a fraud? Give us a call this morning. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 or email the show money at mpbonline.org. Looking for questions about charities and questions about personal finance. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotter-Janderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. This year's hurricane season is very active, so the need for charities and volunteers is greater than usual. But along with all the good-natured giving, there are some that want to take advantage of others' misfortune. This morning, we're going to welcome to the program from the Secretary of State's office, the Secretary Delbert Hoseman and Assistant Secretary Tanya Weber. Uh, They'll let us know how you can check to see if a charity is real. How can you ensure your money's going to the area you want it to? And what do you do if you find out a charity is fraudulent? We'll answer these questions and talk about the other dealings that happen at the Secretary of State's office. And also, we look for your personal finance questions. So questions about charities and your personal finance this morning, the number is 1-877-MPB-RING. Our phone number is 1-877-672-672. 7464 or send an email to money at mpbonline.org. So good morning. Hope everyone is doing well this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, anything exciting from anybody this weekend? Oh, goodness. No, I don't I don't think so. I can't even remember. You didn't do anything exciting? I did. Um, uh, I brought Ryder a gift. I'll give it to him later. Uh, something I've what? been promising. It's this magic compound that's going to make that spot oh, disappear. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. So laundry issue there? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if we want to get into this too much on the radio, but I do have some rust stains on some of my nice shirts. You know, it's, we don't have a laundry pro. One of the, one of the things, I, I don't know that we would cover that on, in any of our shows. What, so. what day is missing a live show? Uh, we could, <laughs> well, that's the other thing. We, we we could don't come, have... I mean, we could come back and do this, you know. <laughs> we can talk all about it. We could compare the prices of laundry detergent. That might help figure here <laughs> on Money Talks. How about the talks. price of dry cleaning? <laughs> That's true, too. Uh, by the way, this is a red-letter day in history. This day in 1964, Gilligan's Island premiered. Oh, can you sing the whole song? I could, but I don't think uh, folks at home would want to hear They wouldn't that. appreciate that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's an interesting that, you know, the show takes a lot of abuse for being just silly, but it really was uh, intended to be kind of a microcosm of society and uh, different types of people working together. You had the... The millionaires, the Howells, the, the 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 starlet ginger, you know, the professor. So, um, I think the show takes a lot of uh, unneeded abuse. It's to me, it's an all-time classic show. Unfortunately, many of the actors outside of Marianne uh, didn't reap the financial rewards of it being in syndication. Low these many years later, she apparently uh, had a clause in her contract that she would be paid 
Ah, that so, was a smart woman. Yes, she made out. Uh, the other thing was uh, Ginger thought the show was going to be about her. Uh, her agent kind of sold her a bill of goods. And so early on in the uh, in the first season, she went to the producers and was complaining about she wasn't in enough. And, and they said to her, <clears throat> the name of the show is not Ginger's Island. So, so one thing, just to bring it back a little bit to our usual topics of finance yes. and things like that. Please. Um, <laughs> one thing that's been going on a lot, this isn't a particularly new thing. One thing that's been going on a lot particularly in the past few months, is natural disasters. Uh, there have been terrorist attacks in Europe and, and England, and there have been missile launches in North Korea. And just to bring us really far down for a minute, because we were having too lighthearted a start to the show, um, we talk about how these things affect the markets. And you know things like natural disasters in such a large country, it doesn't have a huge impact necessarily. We saw it impact the oil markets because it was in particular in Houston, but it didn't impact the broader economy. And so, and so because we're going to be talking about, um, you know, charities and disaster relief and things like that, and how that fits in, um, a lot of these large events that we see, they don't necessarily have um, a life changing impact on on your um, on your personal finance if you're not affected by it. Um, so just kind of a reminder, because people always ask, you know, how do these things, how do these things affect my portfolio? It's like, well, you know, if your house wasn't destroyed by this hurricane, then you're probably going to want to stick with your plan. So this is Money Talks. And again, a reminder, we're talking today about charities, uh, charitable giving. Also, any personal finance questions that you have, always available here on Tuesday morning. Visiting with us this morning, Secretary of State Delbert Hoseman, and also from his office, the Assistant Secretary, Tanya Weber. So, Secretary Hoseman, uh, is your office busy this time of year? We're particularly busy this time of year. We uh, Today is National Voter Registration Day. Okay. And so we're out encouraging everybody to go see um, a good bit of of uh, work on Facebook and emails and whatnot to encourage everyone to vote. And this past year, we were pleased the legislature gave us the right and the ability to to go change your address. And Mississippians move a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking about your effect on different of uh, different matters, but uh, thousands and tens of thousands of Mississippians move uh, every year, and we encourage them to now they can go online uh, at the Secretary of State's office and change your uh, change your address. So that's particularly important. So your ballot will count. Um, if you move from Rankin to Hines and it's a congressional race, for example, your ballot won't count. Because you you're in the wrong congressional district or you're in the wrong supervisor district, so it's really important that people change their address, and you can do it online in just a minute or two if you've got your registration uh, number with you, um, the one the actual one in your and your driver's license. You can go online now and change it, and we're hopeful. Um, we had a, a few several thousand, I think, at very start do this, and it's a good time register to vote or change your address that's your responsibility we can't keep up with everybody moving around so if you're moving around mississippi make sure you change your address we actually had um, a member of the house of representatives a seat in smith county uh, decided by whether or not people had changed their address properly so it's a big thing and every every single vote counts so we're we're busy to, uh, this month getting people registered to vote or changing their addresses when they moved in Mississippi or come to Mississippi for the first time. What about the integrity of our 
uh, voting system because we've been hearing this on the news in mm-hmm. many states. Uh, we have heard that their systems were breached uh, mm-hmm. along the way, mm-hmm. and there's talk of even trying to go back to paper ballots to mm-hmm. secure some of that. Where do we stand here in Mississippi? Yeah, uh, we stand like I think the, most of the rest of the of the country that I, Secretary of State that I visit with very well. First of all, our uh, all of our machines are calculators, so they're not connected to the Internet. You can't hack into a machine unless you go and take the card out yourself and change it and then put it back in there. Oh, that's reassuring. Yeah, take, and we have 7,000 of them, so you really got to get to work on Election Day. If you're going to go to, you know, we have 1,800 precincts in Mississippi, and we have people standing there, you know, usually six or ten of our, our elected officials plus everybody else voting. It's virtually impossible to hack any kind of machine. You can't get on it from the Internet, and you'd have to do it card by card. Second, second of all, there were 21 states that they attempted to hack in. Uh, we were informed by the Department of Homeland Security um, this past week um, that we were not one of those 21. Um, and it's kind of, I mean, you have to take, say, take some of this with a grain of salt. We have encrypted all of our material. We have firewalls upon firewalls. We have redundancy in-state and out-of-state I have spent hours and hours and hours, and the legislature's appropriated money to continue to have our 1.8 million voters' files, personal files, still uh, sacred from people hacking into them. And so far we've had, um, I think, in, during prior to the election, we were having about 2,000 attempts a month to hack into the system, of wow. which about 100 were actual serious attempts, none of which uh, prevailed. Uh, wow. Real proud of our IT people and whatnot and what, what we do, uh, but... Quite frankly, they're not interested in the vote. To bring it back on topic, they're interested in your money. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. want to find out your credit card, and they want to take your money out of your bank account. Which is why the Equifax <clears throat> uh, issue is such a big deal for all of it us. It is yeah. horrible. Yeah. I mean, it is just horrible how they let that happen. is beyond, really beyond belief to me. But our system is, is, is very secure, I believe, and we work on it every day. We've got people. We actually pay people to try to hack into our system. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Are they like 12 news. or 13? <laughs> uh, oh, no. Uh, there are, some of them are affiliated with uh, uh, universities in the state, and, and others are just real, real competent, and so we let them have at it. And so far, they've not been able to get in. We're getting good reports, both internally and externally. But it, you, nobody knows this, but I'll tell you, if you tell your listeners how many there are out there, <laughs> I get this call, and... Um, You've got to be the Homeland Department of Homeland Security is calling you at 12 o'clock between 12 and 1205 and you must be available. Oh, okay, well, all right. That's good. This is about the election that happened a year ago, 10 months ago. So, okay, this is Deputy Secretary so-and-so. Would you identify yourself? Yes, I'm Delbert Hoseman. I'm proud to be the Secretary of State of the state of Mississippi. Well, then I can tell you, you were not one of the 21 states that were attempted to be hacked. And it got kind of quiet, and I said, boy, that really ticks me off because I was hoping we'd be in the top 21, (laughs) (laughs) first of all. Second of all, with all due respect, sir, uh, you calling me a year later to tell me this kind of thing happens between breakfast and lunch. It does not happen like 10 months later. So if you've got something to tell us, I really appreciate you just call. Well, that's another group of the government. You know, we don't Mm. do that. That was another government group. Well, that's fine, but if you'd pass on to your other group of the government— that if, in fact, hacking is occurring, we would like to know, you know, around a year later is probably not timely. Um, we we spend a lot of time and effort, and I think I, I, I know I can speak for our, our state, and I think I can speak for a lot of other states. 
Republicans and Democrats, quite frankly, it's bipartisan. We take great concern in trying to protect the integrity of the vote. And so far, we've been very successful in Mississippi, and I see no change coming. That's good to hear. We need to take a quick break, but before we go, one last thing about the addresses. And this would apply even if you move from one part of, a, of the city to the same city in a different part of that city, you need to update that for local That's correct, because it would be a different alderman or a mm-hmm. different city council person or a different board of supervisor. I mean, you can, or and, uh, we have uh, we have been good about this. Legislature Bill Denny did a good job. We used to have what we call split precincts, where you could be in one precinct, uh, your neighbor across the street could be voting for one member of Congress, you could be voting for another one across the street. So the legislature, Bill Denny, was in charge of that, uh, Representative Denny from um, from the Hines-Madison area, and he did a good job. We only have about a handful of those now, but we do have some in Octavia County and a couple around that where you have people in the precinct actually voting for different groups. But typically, you would when you move from one location to the other, you should change your address. You'll probably be voting for another alderman or another board member. This is Money Talks. Let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll continue our discussion. Today, we're visiting with uh, the Secretary of State, Delbert Hoseman, and also from his office, Assistant Secretary Tanya Weber. We're looking uh, for your questions about charitable giving and also personal finance. So give us a call. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'll be back with more after this. on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotter-Janderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We're going to be talking uh, this hour about charitable giving uh, and ways to make sure that the money you give goes to what, who you intended to go to or where you intended to go to, but also looking for personal finance questions. We're visiting with Secretary of State Delbert Hoseman, and from his office also with us is Assistant Secretary Tanya Weber. So if you have a question this morning and would like to join the conversation, the phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show money at mpbonline.org. So does uh, your office receive a lot of complaints uh, dealing with fraudulent charities? We do, Lou. I'll leave Tanya's been actually been working on some of these just recently. So I'll pass the mic over to her and let Tanya take a look at that. All right. Yeah, we get complaints pretty regular. Um, the secretary is very, very good about trying to make everything electronic in our office. So now you can go online and file a complaint in our office. And as soon as a complaint is filed, we get notification immediately that we have a complaint filed. And we immediately take action to start investigating those complaints. So is there a list online that we can go and see that these are, are charities that you your office has looked at and, and have said basically they're fine? Well, complaints are confidential. However, if we have taken any action against any organization, that information will be online. If we have issued any orders, like summary cease and desist orders, or if we have issued any negotiation agreements, like consent agreements, all of that information is online so you can see any action we have taken against any charity. Well, you know, Mississippi always pops up as one of the most generous states, even though we have probably the lowest uh, median household incomes. Um, but what really gets me is that so many of these groups out there, they can change their name a little bit. So you think it's one recognized charity and it's another one. So how do you fight against that? 
Well, we actually have to look to our citizens to notify us that, of this type of information. You know, the law says that you cannot use the same name or similar names to another charity. So if we find out uh, they're okay. doing that, that is a violation of the law. Um, but we do our diligence to try to make sure that when we got new charities registered that the name is not the same. If so, we work with our business service division on that, making sure the name is distinguishable. So if somebody wants to give, let's say, you know, I'm, I'm watching what's happening in Puerto Rico now, and I want to make sure some funds go directly to them and their need, um, what's the best way for me to choose a charity? Well, if you choose a charity, if you know a Pacific charity, then you can definitely check our website to see if they're registered. Okay. But this is the thing. They're only required to be registered here with our office if they're soliciting here in Mississippi. So if you go online looking for a Pacific mm-hmm. charity that's not located here in Mississippi or don't do any type of business here in Mississippi, then you're going to have to take another step to look in that state charity's regulator office to make sure they are indeed registered with that regulator. And so these are all done on a state-by-state basis. There's no yes. sort of national. It's national if they're all soliciting in every state. Okay. Um, are there some certain things that uh, if someone is approached uh, by um, someone asking for money, some things, red flags to look out for uh, from a consumer's point of view? Well, you definitely want to make sure that they're registered with our office for one. And then you want to look at our charities report to see how much money actually goes to their charitable purpose because the secretary is very good about doing a report every single year. So we keep that report updated annually so you can know every year what percentage goes to their program services. So what's a good guideline? The business, the Better Business Bureau suggests that 65% of the money they receive goes to their program services. So anything above that we would say – That's where most of my money is going to actually help people. Yes. And our report also shows what percentage goes to administrative and what Mm -hmm. expense goes to other um, expenses as well. And I'm going to let the secretary continue. Yeah, just just uh, on that, those those points are good. And then the other point that we talked about, y'all talked about a little bit, don't give them your credit card. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. With all due respect, uh, they're not going to make or break by the fact that you mail them a check. So no matter how how convincing they sign, and it'll be you know the mothers against uh, beating children or what, what some right. horrible thing that that everybody would say, oh we must give to that, and particularly in this time we have so many hurricanes and so many people need so much here now. Um, we would encourage you to ask for a mailing address and ask them to send you an email, give you a data look at this. Uh, Tanya's right. She keeps up with all of our, we have over 4,000 charities registered in Mississippi. And so they're all listed on there. How much goes to the charity, how much doesn't go is all listed there. Um, since I have been here, we actually have started, um, revoking the charter of certain, uh, mm-hmm. of certain charities that have, have met certain requirements that we've set in the agency. And our audit process has picked up a good bit. We have, um, what, uh, Tanya and I call a trigger which is uh, a list of things that we go through the reports from the charity uh, where, in, like, for example, is there only one member of the board of the charity? Um, uh, do they have loans between themselves and the charity? Uh, certain certain triggers that would cause uh, Tanya's group to go audit them, and we audit dozens and dozens of charities in Mississippi every year. So we, we encourage everybody not to give out your Social Security number or your credit card. 
you can mail them a check. That's fine. If you wake up the next day and you say that was really a great idea and you've taken a, just a minute to go on our website and look and see what part it was used for the actual charity and what was not, and then see if we've got some claim against them. Uh, maybe we have disallowed them uh, e- even or revoked their charter. All of that, you know, wouldn't take you five minutes. And you're right. Mississippians are the most generous people uh, in the country. And so you want to make sure that those dollars, hard-earned dollars that we have, uh, go to the actual charity that, that you want it to go to. And it takes just a few minutes to do that. And writing them a check, of course, would limit your exposure on somebody. If Equifax hadn't just <laughs> showed it already, <laughs> right. you know, at, at least you'll you protect your own self. So well, I think it's important, important for uh, families to try to budget their charitable giving, to sit down as a family yeah. and talk about – it, I know it's hard to do, and you can have a little bit of a slush fund for these events that pop up you want to give to. But, you know, I know it helps if, if we've already uh, sat down and said these are the things that are important to us, knowing I can't give to everything. There are mm-hmm. a lot of good things out there. I can't give to everything. What are the most important things for my family? And that way when I get these extra calls, I can say – I'm sorry, I've already budgeted my dollars. Uh, I've already planned who I'm going to give to. In the hurricane, uh, I've encouraged that, that we've had two, two horrible, three horrible hurricanes, yeah. actually, uh, Puerto Rico and, and uh, Florida and Texas. I've encouraged people to first give to families that they know. If you know somebody says my aunt uh, mm-hmm. got flooded in Houston, send them a check. I mean that's a hundred percent. But you won't be able to deduct that because well, it's it, not a. But it, it does go. What's more direct- important, a deductible or somebody I agree. building I a agree. house? I agree. And so, uh, and you, I, I guess, uh, if there's a church, the second part goes to your question. If there's a church affiliation out there, if you know there's a corresponding Catholic or Baptist or Presbyterian or whatever church here. Uh, that goes there. That's a good vehicle, and that would allow you to do your deduction. I know, I know, Christ United. I know there's a whole bunch of them here that have uh, uh, have uh, affiliations with other churches out 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 in Texas and in Florida. So those are good ones. And then you go to uh, Tanya's list here, which is all, all of the ones that are, have been approved and registered to do business in Mississippi and do devote seventy. 75, 80, 85 percent of their every dollar raised to the actual charitable event, then then you can go there if you have no other knowledge. But the first two kind of made sense to me. Uh, we have a lot of local churches that are doing this, and then we have everybody seems to know somebody that was out there that got that got really hurt. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing, too, is, um, <clears throat> you know, Mississippi, there were a lot of those convoys of, of uh, 18-wheelers uh, headed to Texas after Harvey. And so the idea is if if you're worried about it or if you want to make sure that what you're doing makes the most good, you know, buy water, buy something, and and find a group that's that's kind of getting one of those caravans, and, and that's a way uh, to maybe get some more direct help. Yeah, there are a lot of cleaning products and those kinds of things that are being loaded up and uh they bring back unpleasant memories of 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 our own struggles here i think mississippians everybody that's over probably the age of 18 remembers what happened to us um uh here and they all went through that either through the tornado part or through the hurricane part katrina part so we uh we have a particular um affiliation or affection for those people that are going through what we went through do you think that, uh, you know, we've talked about this, and I think it's fairly well known, the generosity of Mississippians. Do you think that, that makes us as citizens more of a target for scammers? Well, I think everybody gets their, their stuff in the mail. Um, um, 
what what is the most uh, issue when you get something in the mail you have a chance to sit down and look at it you can look in Tanya's worksheets you can ask your friends are you donating to this that and the other and and more than likely that's more legitimate those direct mail pieces are it's the phone calls where you can get yourself in trouble and i would just encourage and they call back too they call, they call yeah, back they call yeah. back yeah, and so um, it's uh, and they can be very persistent, and and if you listen to it, it just uh, uh, pull on your heartstrings. But those are the ones you need to pay particular attention to, making sure that you get something in writing and you check our check your charities is what Tanya uh, is always proposing here. Check your charities, and it won't take you but a minute. But those are the ones that are the greatest grief, and they and they do them by robocalls. I know we'll get them. Everybody gets them. So mm-hmm. so just be careful. Use. I hate to use this word, but it's just common sense, y'all. I mean, don't give it to somebody you don't know, no matter how bad they, they sound. Just ask for a mailing address and get it, take the next day to take a look and see if they're legitimate. I think with that and all the you know student loan and we want to buy your car back, all those sorts of calls, I've gotten to the point where if I don't recognize the number on my caller ID, I let it go to voicemail. And it's, it's surprising that I get all these calls and never any of them ever leave any sort of voicemail although one guy did uh, but it was all about student loans which i don't have any so i'm like oh well sorry um what about the idea of online charities things like gofundme kickstarter has that sort of changed well we're going i'll take two parts one um and then we'll let tanya take a part of it we in mississippi um thrive over 50 percent of our people work in small businesses that's defined generally as less than 200 employees but most of ours are 10 or 20 and those small businesses are a critical part of our infrastructure. And when we when we looked at that, we found that the biggest barrier to entry of a business in Mississippi is an educated workforce and access to capital. Those were the two biggest. The third one, strangely enough, was community support. I thought that was really interesting. Your, your town or your community, your county, has to want new business and has to work on bringing businesses and starting new businesses. I'm, I'm not talking about a Nissan or a Toyota, I'm, I'm talking about a regular small business that opens a restaurant or starts a heating and cooling or whatever you're going to do. So those are the three biggest barriers to entry. What we have done is started a crowdfunding for Mississippian. We've waived all the securities laws, and you can raise up to a million dollars by going on and filling out a sheet on our 19 pages, actually, <laughs> of what your new business would be. And then you can solicit money over the Internet. Now, that's for startup businesses, for businesses like that that don't have the capital, young men and women or whatever, that don't have the capital get started. Now, there's some on regular charities, and I'll, I'll let Tanya address those. Right. There's two different types of online pra- platform. There's one like the secretary's talking about, an online platform where they're asking for donations to start a business or to do something um, for profit. And then there's the second type of online platform where they're asking you to give money for a charitable purpose. Now, that second type of online platform is required to be registered with our office. One of the ones that we mentioned earlier was GoFundMe. Our office has worked directly with GoFundMe. Number one, they have to submit us a copy of their contract that they have with the charity. They have to make sure the charity they're soliciting on behalf of is registered with our office too. And we work with GoFundMe to make sure that 90% of the money that they're actually raising for these charities actually go to the charities. So yes, we have worked directly with GoFundMe. So the person who posts a GoFundMe page has to be registered with y'all or is that just the site itself? If they are soliciting contributions for a charitable purpose. Now, if I'm raising money for you to build a new house, 
That's different. Mm-hmm. That's okay. not a charitable purpose. I'm asking you to send money to me so I can raise my house. That's a personal solicitation. So this one thing I was uh, thinking about, obviously a nonprofit status, they get that from the IRS. It ha- are all charities that are registered with y'all, are they all nonprofits or is that a, can that be a separate thing? All charities are nonprofits. Okay. All charities are not 501c3 organization. 501c3 status is given by the Internal Revenue Service. That means if I donate to that particular charity, I can deduct it on my income taxes. All okay. charities are not 501c3. We encourage them all to get their 501c3 status, but that is a designation given by the Internal Revenue Service. <laughs> so just because it's a charity registered with y'all doesn't mean I'm going to get the tax deduction. That is correct. Got but it. it does mean that they have to fill out the proper paperwork mm-hmm. to solicit citizens here in the state of Mississippi. That makes sense. Time for another quick break. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're talking about charitable giving today with the Secretary of State of Mississippi, Delbert Hoseman, and from his office, Assistant Secretary Tanya Weber. If you have a question about charitable giving or a personal finance question, we've got some open phone lines, so give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 7464 Back with more Money Talks after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, Associate Professor of Finance at Mississippi College and President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. We're visiting with uh, members of the Mississippi Secretary of State's office. We have Secretary Delbert Hoseman and Assistant Secretary Tanya Weber. We've been talking about uh, charitable giving, uh, also looking for any personal finance questions that you have, so give us a call if you'd like to join the program. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. Nancy, you had a question. Yes, um, we're financial advisors, and we have a new regulation regarding vulnerable adults, uh, people who we work with who might be uh, taken advantage of by someone. And so, there's a requirement for us to file a complaint. And so, um, Secretary Holzman was just telling me that he had a hand in rewriting this. So, I would like for him to address this because this is a right. huge issue. And, and it is, and, and it has occurred uh, for several different reasons. Uh, first is um, we have longevity. Um, our, our citizens, thank goodness, are living longer. And um, that is attributed, hopefully, to health care and better diet and better everything, taking care of yourself, exercise, and all that. But whatever reason, we have them uh, living longer. And they also have access to capital. Uh, there used not to be something like a 401K plan, you know, 50 years ago. Those are relatively new. Everybody had these defined benefit plans. Now there is cash available that people have saved at their employer uh, over a period of years, it could be significant, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So uh, those individuals rely on those funds. It We regulate um, securities and charities in our office, as you know, with Tanya. But as part of that, we, we observed there were issues involving um, uh, vulnerable adults, is what we would we, we call them. And actually, the definition of vulnerable adults was, was hard to do. So we basically just gave a year you know, over age 65 period. And so the um, 
vulnerable adults, when they deal with you, a licensed broker, which we license through the state, when they deal with you, um, our brokers came to us and said, we, we worry, like you, you were talking about, I worry that um, Delbert may be making some poor decisions here. He's, you know, just to use the extreme example, he's taken half his life savings and he's sending it to Nigeria. You know, so I don't think that's probably a good idea, and I'm very worried about it. And there, it gets colorable from that, you know, maybe to another family member, a close person that's taking care of them or whatever. And so you have a contract with, with that individual to honor their obligations. And unless they're de- declared legally non-competent, which is called non-compass mentis in Mississippi, unless you, they're declared non-competent, you have to do that or they can sue you. Right. Yeah, because it's their money. Yeah, it's their money, Mm -hmm. and you didn't make the transfer. So to give you some latitude there, we gave a period of time in which you notice something like that that you can inform either the attorney general, who has a special staff set aside for this, or our office. And during that interim notice period, you will not be liable for litigation against you. And that all – that. In, in our regulatory process, that allows us to contact an individual who is named, uh, maybe that's a son or a daughter or something to the vulnerable adult, uh, but, uh, contact that individual and tell them, though, Delbert is doing this, and what do you think? And, and that will allow us to stop transactions. Now, we, we don't want to get it, the government up in people's private enterprise. I mean, what your business decisions are your own. But it was clear to us that with uh, so many, we have a new uh, mind center at the university and Alzheimer's and progression of so many things that really uh, didn't occur possibly as much because people died earlier. Exactly, yeah. And now that they're living longer, we have those. And, you know, my own mother's 93 years old, um, and she she still, thank goodness, is, I think, competent to make her own decisions. But there may be a time in which that would not be relevant. And so we we went to protect the brokers, and we've asked that you all tell us when you see that kind of information, it, it is it is does not put you in any uh, uh, liability at all for not doing, not making the transaction or moving the money, and it does not give you any liability for notifying the Secretary of State or the, or the Attorney General's office that we, in fact, that you have this suspicion and that we then take the ball, pick the ball up, and we go call the son or the daughter and say, this is going on, is this right, is everything um, uh, according to the way it should be done. I'm hopeful that that will protect us. You, the brokers are in an unusual position. You're the gatekeeper of that. By the time that the attorney general finds out about it, quite frankly, it's too, it's too late. Yeah, the money's the only, gone. That's right. It is yeah. gone. And uh, using the Nigerian example, it's gone to Nigeria. We're not getting it back. So it's important, I think, that you, I don't, I don't, when I talked about this the other day to the brokers, they invited me out and we went and talked to them about it. I told them that uh, I was quite confident that they didn't need to tell me, that I didn't need to tell them when there was an issue. They're the gatekeepers. Those people trust you. They trust you with their life savings. And so um, I, most all of the brokers that I've ever met anyway take that uh, fiduciary standard pretty seriously. And you've known them for a while and right. you know the family. Yeah. And and there's some real horror stories about a mom having uh, you know a child that was um, – had health issues and long-term health issues and that money being taken away. And so there, there are a lot of these, and we wanted to protect that at the gatekeeper function where you are actually managing and give you basically an out and um, 
It's not well, a moral responsibility, and you're not under obligation necessarily. Uh, you know, we're not going to sue you, but uh, neither will the individual. But but you you should know better than anyone. Well, that protects uh, security accounts. It does, but it doesn't do anything about what's happening at local bank accounts or even real property. And right. for only, people in Mississippi. Yeah. Many of them, much of their assets is tied up in uh, the, the bank or the home place, mm-hmm. and so you can have some um, real problems happening there. Mm-hmm. Somebody could have power of attorney and sell property, and Absolutely. that money is gone. It is, and uh, we only license brokers, so that's the only ones I can put my hands so, on. So, I don't license what's the alternative? Mom. Well. <laughs> The alternative, and the people listening here need to pay particular attention to who you're giving a power of attorney to, just like you do your credit card and everything. And there will come a day probably in everyone's life, and uh, maybe over a short period, maybe over a longer period, when you're not competent to make business sound financial decisions. So giving that power of attorney um, is very critical. And then assets, uh, some people put them with bank trust departments so they wouldn't have that kind of thing. And you've got a trustee that's supposed to be watching your stuff. But um, I, th- I think the caution needs to be at, at, at the level in which you have those funds and who you're giving those to. And um, a, trusted, a trusted child or a group of children is a, is a better alternative or a bank trust department, those kinds of things that would save you there. We don't license anybody other than the broker, so the only protection I can give you would be if you had a brokerage account somewhere. Okay. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We're visiting today with Mississippi Secretary of State Delbert Hoseman and from his office, Assistant Secretary Tanya Weber. We've been talking about charitable giving, and we have a caller on the line. It's uh, Mike has called in from Jackson today. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kevin and Mr. Secretary and uh, your other uh, spokesman there. You got away from my coffee pot. I'm literally calling from down the hall, and you got away from my coffee pot a while ago before <laughs> I could ask you this. So now I have to ask it so everybody can hear. Um, if I am the treasurer of a nonprofit uh, that's incorporated in, uh, it happens to be incorporated in Washington, D.C., but we do not fundraise other than what monies we get from membership dues from some 30 or 40 members, which is about $10 a year per member. Do I have to register that charity with you in order to maintain an account? Uh, that Actually, you're, there's an exemption for that, but I'll, when it's membership, but I'll let Tanya answer it. Go ahead, Tanya. Uh, okay, but that's my question is basically do I have to answer or do I have to register with you in order to maintain a, a banking account for that organization in the state of Mississippi? I've been told yes by one bank and no by one bank. So, <laughs> No, if the only source of income you're receiving is membership dues, you're not required to be registered with the Charities Division. The bank may be referring to being incorporated with our business service division. And that you would still need well to be, be incorporated as and a nonprofit. That could have very well been it. All right. All right, Mike, thanks for the call. Uh, Tanya, let's leave the mic there with you. What is the Check Your Charities campaign all about? Check the Charities campaign is something that we do annually, usually around the holiday season, where the secretary reminds our citizens out here that before you give to check the charity excuse me, to make sure that they are registered with our office and to make sure that at least 65% of the revenue they receive is going to their charitable purpose. So we want you to stop, to think, and to check that charity before you write that check. 
All right, very good. Need to take one final break this hour. When we get back, we'll wrap things up. We're visiting today with Secretary of State Delbert Hoseman and from his office, the Assistant Secretary, Tanya Weber. We've been talking about charitable giving, but also looking for your personal finance questions. Still time to work in a phone call if you would like to at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 Back with more after this. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Nancy Bottridge-Anderson and Ryder Taft. We're visiting today with Secretary of State Delbert Hoseman and from his office, Assistant Secretary Tanya Weber. We've been talking this hour about uh, charitable giving. Still some time to work in a personal finance question. If you have one, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number, one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So are there any laws in Mississippi about who who, who can solicit? Uh, I mean, uh, can you just go in the neighborhood? Are there any sort of rights that a citizen would have against being solicited? What are what are the legal um, dealings there with, with being a solicitor of, for, for charities or money? No, everybody needs to be legally formed. So me as an individual shouldn't just be going out and say, hey, give me money for this particular purpose. Now, an organization can raise a money for an individual. If my house burned down, then yes, an organization can raise money specifically for Tanya Weber. And those solicitations should be definitely um, descriptive that the money is going strictly for Tanya Weber. And in those particular situations, the organization can deduct any expenses that they, they had raising this particular money for me. But all everything else has to come specifically to me. So um, back to this, can you deduct, can you not deduct? So our churches just automatically, they get the deduction. Churches are excluded from our registration, which means we have no jurisdiction whatsoever over churches. They're not required to be registered with the charity division at all. So do we have any, I mean, you know, church around here is one on every corner, right? But are there some odd churches that pop up that you think might be a little suspicious that somebody's just doing that to... um, raise money for their own purposes i mean you do hear of of that yeah well if they are organized as a church unfortunately we have no jurisdiction over them we can't step in and do anything the law says that the secretary of state's office have no jurisdiction over churches um the other thing that i guess people see a lot is you go into the 7-eleven the pick pack whatever and there's a big mason jar right next to there with a picture of someone maybe been an accident or something I'm always a little bit weary, leery of that. Is am I right to be sort of somewhat suspicious of of the the money jar by the cash register? I'm going to direct you to what we've been saying. You know, this last hour is to check that charity. It is definitely legal for organization to have containers. Those containers should have specific information on those containers that's in our law. So if you see a container, feel free to call our office and number one, check the charity and take a picture of it. And so we can see if that container has all of the required information on that container. But it is legal for an organization to set a container at a convenience store soliciting donations. Uh, the other thing is, uh, you know, we talked earlier about the idea of you really want your money to go maybe to a specific thing. Um, does that sort of um, make people think twice when contributing to a major charity like Red Cross or Salvation Army, afraid that maybe it's, it's going to get lost in the shuffle and not necessarily go to where they think it might be going? Well, both of those organizations have what we call restricted donations. So you can restrict the donation for a particular cause or particular um, event that they're having. And they have to use that money for that particular event. 
Now, I'm not sure that they can restrict, you know, like with the hurricane victims, I'm not sure they can restrict money for 200,000 people, you know. So but you no- could say this is for Hurricane Harvey or that uh, is correct. Hurricane Maria. Yes. And you can in- designate that. And can you do that just by writing it on the memo line? Do they have to honor that? Yes, they do. But I also encourage you to let them know, you know, if you're sending a check in, then attach a letter to it. This is specifically for Hurricane Armor. This is specifically for Hurricane Harvey. And if you're giving it to them in person, do put it on the check, but also let them know verbally. This is specifically for Hurricane Harvey victims. All right. We have another phone call to get to, and it's uh, Joanna who's driving through Mississippi. Good morning. You're on the air, so go ahead, please. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for the show. Uh, Mr. Secretary and Ms. Assistant Secretary, I am a native Mississippian. I've moved away and have been living in New York for years and years. Luckily, I'm back down south again, but I just have to compliment your level of technology and the ease and the progressiveness that your website and your technology tools give to Mississippians both on a business side and a personal side, are just amazing. And I just wanted to call and thank you for that. It is You blow it out of the water, and I'm seeing on your site you won a national contest and an award. So thank you for that. Well, Mom, I so appreciate you calling in. Um, no, that's not my mother. No, it's not Mom. But, but, uh, but we uh, one of the things I wanted to start... This is kind of interesting, and thank you very much for your compliment. It's a compliment to the 100 employees that I've got there, phenomenal IT de- department. But we've won, like, I think 11 national awards for our website now, just won two more uh, in competition nationally. And then we have two, I think, that were international awards for that. It was a big push, I think, for us to get uh, everything online. We we have uh, about 700,000 documents filed with us every year online. Uh, we don't take paper anymore. Uh, that is so much cheaper and faster, and which is exactly what this uh, lady is speaking to, so much cheaper and faster to navigate our system and look it up. Um, we also pride ourselves, and uh, our, our employees do great at this, we get between eighty and 90,000 phone calls a year. We, we answer, and I get a report every Monday morning, we answer about 98% of them with a live person within 10 seconds. And uh, that's good for any business or anything else. Uh, we believe that uh, um, working for, in the state of Mississippi that we have, I refer to them as 3 million clients. Um, some of our staff refers to them as 3 million customers. And that's the way we look at it. And um, our revisions to our website are to reflect the fact that when I first started to get a corporate charter, for example, when I was first practicing, took probably about two weeks, maybe three weeks. Now it takes about, uh, to get an LLC takes you about two minutes, maybe less than that. So we we just have tried to evolve with the speed of business and, and have the searchability and everything everybody needs to have to go forward. And I'm real proud of our people, um, you know, to have... We have 168,000 emails there from people we touch and whatnot. We've just come a long way in, in our state. The legislature has given us the opportunity and the money to do that, and our staff has just worked really, really hard. And uh, I wanna, we, are the most, um, we are the most automated state, Secretary of State's office in the country, far and away. I want to uh, compliment the uh, Secretary's office. We 
um, as financial advisors. We're under your office. You are. Y'all follow yes. a lot. Thank you very yes. much. <laughs> and uh, your auditors come out, and they are wonderful to work with, and they are um, very cautious and insistent on protecting people out there, the yeah. state of uh, Mississippi, uh, and protecting them against any kind of financial scandal. We've had some of those, but they are very good to work with and help us as a small business to try to comply and to follow all the regulations and to be as upfront as possible. Yeah, we take, um, while we have revoked charters for a lot of charities, I signed another one yesterday that Tanya sent over, um, while we do that, we, we also welcome in, in groups and individuals and charities to come forth and, and disclose, voluntarily disclose. That changes the whole tone, tone of how we deal with people. I'll just tell you, that's the way I've started since I've been there. If you self-report and come to us and say, I messed this up and I got this problem, and we've had some pretty big ones so, um, lately, uh, Tanya and I both have, um, we, we will work with you to get it right. Uh, those who, who had an issue or had somebody uh, possibly um, embezzle some funds from the charity, those kinds of things, uh, we will work with the charity on those kinds of basis. I think that's real important. Um, we, while we do audit a lot of charities in Mississippi, we can't audit all 4,000 of them. Uh, we start with the ones that are licensed in Mississippi, and um, we do maybe 100 or 200 of them a year. We're, we're, we're very active in that. Uh, we do desk audits, and then we do personal visits, and the same with our securities dealers. But far and away, you know, we had Stanford, which was a disaster. But far and away, our people in Mississippi uh, try to comply with the state and federal laws. All right, almost out of time, but the, your website address is? SOS.MS.gov, and uh, go change. If you've moved, go change your address to vote. Or if you haven't, register And to go vote. vote. And go <laughs> vote, yes, ma'am. All right. Thanks very much. That's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. If you need to hear today's show or previous show, one way to find it is to go to mpbonline.org slash moneytalks. For Nancy Lottridge-Anderson, Ryder Taft, and Secretary of State Delbert Hoseman, and Assistant Secretary Tanya Weber, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned up next at 10. It's In Legal Terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio.